If I was in the season where obedience required me to do, I would be a situation. But what I'm learning is I'm still a situation, even being in the season of obedience calling me to be still. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth to all my OG listeners and purpose chasers. Thank you so much for coming back week after week. Your ratings, your reviews, the way that you share in social media are such a blessing. And you are why this podcast continues to grow exponentially. And I just want you to know that I appreciate you so much. If you're brand new here, welcome to the family. Here's what you just stepped into. We are a community that believes that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition, which says it's about the condition of well-being. So each and every week, I teach from the six pillars of wealth, the interviews, the guests that I invite. They're all about the six pillars of wealth, which are the truth behind what it means to build sustainable wealth, not just financial wealth, but in every area of our lives. I want you to get caught up. So go to patricewashington.com forward slash start here and grab the free audio training, which breaks it all down. You'll see a link to it in the show notes. And I also want you to know that this episode is brought to you by my brand new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, How to Stop Chasing Money and Finally Live Your Life's Purpose. I am so excited about all of the lessons that are in this book that are going to help you build wealth from the inside out. You can find out more at redefinewealthforyourself.com. If you've been around the Redefining Wealth podcast for a while, then you may know that in 2020, my theme for the year was obedience. What I felt led to ask myself was, what would my life look like if I moved the first time I heard God? If instead of doing all the straddling the fence and the questioning and the back and forth and the God, are you sure? If when I heard the Holy Spirit or felt the Holy Spirit nudge me in a certain direction, I just moved without question. And around this time last year, maybe it was more like February, I did an episode called Obedience Over Everything. And I talked about what it looked like to move, even if it wasn't comfortable, even if you were uncertain, even if it required sacrifice, even in the midst of doubt. You leaned into obedience over everything. And as I sit here at 11.45 p.m., which is not the normal time that I would record an episode, I have been in a season of relearning what I thought obedience looked like. After having such an amazing 2020, because in spite of the pandemic, because I moved when God said to shift the way I was doing Purpose to Platform. I moved when God called me to launch Command the Stage. I moved 
when there were so many different things that came up in my personal life, I moved expeditiously without question every single time. And I know that I experienced supernatural benefits and favor like no other because of obedience. And because my natural tendency my entire life really is to do, it was perfect. (laughs) To feel like I was called to do something and then just go do it, that was perfect for a doer. But in this season, I realized I'm being called to do something different, which is to be still. And for the last several weeks, I've really been burdened. I've been challenged. I've been stretched. Because I'm not familiar with being still. Now, being still is uncomfortable. Being still makes me doubt. Being still makes me wonder and question. And it's weird because it's not that I'm wondering or questioning my faith. It's making me look at all the things that I attach to certain actions. And it's one of the reasons that I said in the episode about the three things I want to leave behind in my 30s, I want to leave behind being attached to things. And so I've kind of shared already about this whole book launch process because this has been really weird. (laughs) It's been such a weird process. I want to read to you what I wrote on Instagram just tonight. And that's what prompted me to just crack the mic and go ahead and start sharing. What I wrote tonight was, sometimes we believe we're stuck, but the truth is, we just haven't been released. I thought I had really made progress in the area of obedience because I became great at doing when I felt God nudging me to go. But what happens when a doer is led to be still instead? It's hard. It's frustrating and it's perplexing. And yet, if you're committed to being obedient and surrendering, you wait. Not because you want to or feel like it, but because you believe in Deuteronomy 28.2. And I asked for people to let me know if they had to sit down in a season when they really felt like they should be sprinting. And so many of you chimed in within minutes, DMs and comments of people saying, oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my gosh, you're describing the season that I'm in. And really great feedback, really great feedback. And there was someone in particular, Jay Unusual, who said, but when you hear if you're not hustling, then you're not growing, or you got to make something happen or find something you're passionate about and life will magically unfold in the direction of your future, it seems crazy that God would tell you to be still or wait on Him before you make a move. This world we live in makes it hard to listen and be obedient when it feels like life is fleeting away. Man, how many of you feel like that? 
Like, can we get a worldwide collective, yes, Jay, unusual? (laughs) Because we hear the make it happen, the hustle and grind. And even for myself, with my mantra, purpose is not postponed. I believe that, but I also believe that purpose sometimes requires us to be still. We don't like it. I definitely don't like it, but it's a part of the process. And what I said to Jay Unusual was there's a season for making it happen, and then there's a season for letting it happen. It's important to discern which one you're being called to. And it's also hard to discern if we're going to keep it real. And I realized that I don't have this all worked out. You know, this podcast has really been based in large part on me sharing a lot of life lessons, right? And life lessons for many of us don't unfold in a minute. They really unfold as you look back over your life, as you start to connect the dots, as you look at your life over a duration of time and start to see the themes that have, you know, been woven through, and then you can turn around and articulate it. But funny enough, <laughs> I was recording the audiobook today for Redefine Wealth for Yourself, and I'm going to read an excerpt. So to set it up for you, Michael Todd from Transformation Church did a Resurrection Sunday sermon a couple years ago now. And he talked about how, you know, Jesus died on the cross on Friday and we celebrate that he rose on Sunday, but no one talks about Saturday. Nobody talks about the middle. And so in the faith pillar section of the book, one of the things that I say is share the middle. And I want to read to you what I wrote so that it explains why I'm even here. By not sharing the middle for so many years, I cheated the people who needed to know getting through was possible for them too. So often we skip the middle when we tell our story because that's the hard part. It reveals who you are and you can't always tell it in a quick soundbite. Instead, we say, I was broke and now I'm rich. I was sick and now I'm healed. We tell these stories every day, but we don't tell what happened between the beginning and the end. When you share the middle of your story, you demonstrate your faith. God is served when you let people see those interim steps and recognize how your faith carried you through. It doesn't matter if your platform is five people, five million, or the one person who needs to talk to you. You have an opportunity to be an example of your faith by sharing the whole story. And that's where I am right now. I'm in the middle. This is Saturday. This is uncomfortable. This is uncertain. Parts of this feel like I'm in the dark. I'm not in a dark place, but I feel like I'm in the dark. Because for the last several years, I've felt pretty certain about, okay, I heard God, let's move. Right? Especially last year. But in this season, everything that I have (laughs) thought about, talked about, wanted to do for this book launch as one example, I just haven't felt released. And I was talking to my team just this week 
And child, they had to talk me off a ledge. You talk about being in a Saturday. I'm so grateful for my team. I'm grateful for the support that I have. And I'm grateful that they understand the bigger vision of what we do at Redefining Wealth, at Seek Wisdom, Find Wealth. Because it's not just about me as some personality. Like we truly believe that this work is ministry. We believe that it's divine. And we believe that it's literally changing people's lives. And so when we were doing our team meeting on Monday, my executive assistant said, what can we do to help you move the book forward? And I said, here's the thing. You guys are an extension of me. And at the end of the day, trying to give you tasks (laughs) to move something forward is a sneaky way to be disobedient. Because I'm not stuck. I was mandated to be still. Those are two different things. If God released me to do all the things today, I would know exactly what to go and do. My clients will be so blessed (laughs) in this next season because I know exactly what to go and do. I know exactly the people to put together, the strategies, the like I know it. I have more of a following now than I did when I spent four years on a nationally syndicated radio show. I have more engagement. I make more money. I have more clarity about who I am. I own my voice so much more powerfully. Like I am more well-connected in the personal development space. I have literally the phone numbers of multi, 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 multi millionaires and billionaires in my cell phone. And yet I have not been called to make a call. I have people sending me messages saying, hey, what do you want to do to promote the book? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) Not because I don't love you. Not because I don't appreciate the effort. Not because I don't appreciate the relationship. But I'm not called to do all the things right now. And it, I have to say, many of my good, good friends really don't believe in God. And so I'm finding myself having these conversations, justifying or trying to explain my inactivity with people who don't believe in the Holy Spirit, with people who don't care about Deuteronomy 28.2. They just want to see their friend win. With people who don't have a concept of, well, God called me to be still. That's hard. It's hard. I am probably set up in the best position right now to win if I were in the spirit of doing If I was in the season where obedience required me to do, man, 
(laughs) I would be a situation. But what I'm learning is I'm still a situation, even being in the season of obedience calling me to be still. A couple weeks ago, I got off of a Purpose to Platform Friday call. And one of the first things that I saw when I opened my email was a request from someone who wanted to order 700 books. 700 books at one time. And all I could say was, (laughs) okay, God, I see you. I see you. Now, at this moment, whether the order goes through or not, it was the God wink that I needed to keep being still. To keep understanding that while my friends are amazing, they are merely resources, but God is the source in my life, in my business, in my everything. And anything that I don't feel called to say yes to is absolutely a no. The last time I launched a book, I had done well over 100 interviews. I did, I think it was a 10-city, I think it was a 10-city book tour, maybe 7-city, I don't remember, but I know I had a lot of travel in between the book tour stops too. All the media blitzing, all the things. And I attached the fanfare with success. And now I realize that my definition of success has definitely been morphing or shifting or evolving over these last five years. And now success to me is not so much about being seen by many. I think it's about just going deeper with those that are chosen for me in that season. And you hear a lot of hesitation and pausing because I'm literally, there's no script. This is my heart. I literally wanted to share with you now. I think towards the end of this year or maybe next year, you'll hear, like, we'll get the button on this lesson, right? I want to be able to look back and really talk about everything that happened. But right now I'm in the middle. And I just wanted to put this on the podcast versus just being an Instagram post because I know there has to be at least one of you out there listening who needs to know that you're not the only person being called to be still in a season where you felt like you should be pushing You anticipated stress. And quite honestly, you just, you were ready for the hustle and bustle. And yet you feel this weird sense that you're actually being called to peace. And God is like, I got you. You've been sowing. Now allow yourself the gift of reaping without strife. 
And that sounds so amazing. But if you're like me, you don't know how to just do that. My girlfriend, Sherry Riley, told me, friend, you're so used to doing. It's hard for you to fathom just receiving. And it's true. And I don't know where this will go. I don't know if the 700 books will go through. I don't know if some of these other things that have just happened where I knew nothing about them. There was no pitching. And for those of you who know me, I'm not a pitcher anyway. But during a season like a book tour, I usually hire a publicist and, you know, I I do the things that go along with having a successful book tour. At this point, I just can't wait to see how the book impacts real people. With no extra stuff. Like, what will it do for real, everyday people who just need to apply these these nuggets to their lives? Because I'm telling you, as I was reading the audiobook, I felt like I was getting delivered all over again. <laughs> like I needed these lessons and they're the type of things where it's the type of book where you can just open it to anything and grab a lesson. And I truly believe it's the best thing I've ever written. And I truly believe that it should reach as many people as possible. And yet I believe that that's on God. That's not on me. It's not on me to know how. It's not on me to know how far it will go. It's like literally the obedience of 2020 had me do it. And the obedience of 2021 is making me be still while God does what he needs to do. And so I'm out here (laughs) learning new levels of obedience. And I don't know who else needs this. This little reminder that obedience is not just about doing. It's also about just being. And I believe for you and I that the blessings of the Lord will overtake us when we learn to obey his voice. I don't have all the answers. I'm open to discussing in the Facebook group. All I know is that obedience season continues. So let's see where we go. I really hope that blesses you. I know it freed me to say it publicly because it's been eating at me privately. And just knowing that this could help one or two or 10 or 20 people is enough to make it worth it. And I do promise that as I get more and more clarity, I'm always going to come back and share 
And as you learn and get clarity, please don't feel that you can't share with me. I definitely need to hear, want to hear. I'm ready to hear. So that's it. You can find me in the Redefining Wealth Facebook community. Uh, totally free. And we have some great dialogue and conversation there. I'm also on Instagram at Seek Wisdom PCW. And please, please, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It helps make sure that the algorithms work in our favor and we get more purpose chasers from all over the world to keep redefining wealth. So until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.